Welcome to Luke 21 Radio, a broadcast explaining biblical prophecy in the tradition of St. Augustine. And now, from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Luke 21 Radio. And if you can believe it, today is our concluding broadcast in the book of Revelation. I can't believe it. It's It's been a long journey. We're at the end of the book, and Today's broadcast is a conclusion to the book of Revelation, but in some ways, even looking further back, our studies and prophetic passages of the Gospels and St. Paul's epistles to the Thessalonians, I'm trying to balance the date-predicting folly that some people engage in. That was our previous episode of Luke 21 Radio. And then today, I'm trying to balance that with alert watching, the alternative to the folly of date setting. And as we saw, as we were reading the end of the book of Revelation, St. John was instructed to not seal up the book, where in contrast, the prophet Daniel was supposed to seal up the book until the end times. And the end times began with the ascension of Jesus and runs till the second coming. And because of that, we now have the unsealed book, whereas Daniel had the sealed one. But the question still remains for most of us, and this is the question, when is this terminal phase of this last period of history going to end? And the terminal phase, the technical name, is the great apostasy, and the great apostasy culminates with the rise of the Antichrist and then the return of Jesus Christ. Now, we can't fix dates for the second coming. Can't do it. We can't fix dates for the precise length of the great apostasy. If you were with us when we studied Revelation 20, it's a short period. It's a little season in comparison to the long stretch of church history since the ascension of Jesus. But Jesus said something in Matthew 25 and verse 13. In fact, he said two things, and very often we pay attention to only one thing. But the verse says, Matthew 25:13, watch therefore, for you do not know neither the day nor the hour. Now, when Jesus said, you don't know the day or the hour, that's why there's such folly in the attempt to fix dates for the second coming or the precise length of the great apostasy, since we're not given that, we are given signs, so we can't fix the dates. But sometimes in this same verse, and there are companion verses to this in the Gospels, we neglect the verb, watch, because this verb, watch, is an imperative. That's a command and it's in the present active sense. So it's ongoing. Be always watching, or the verb can mean to be always on the alert, or to be constantly staying awake. In other words, don't drowse off spiritually. And this is a command by Jesus. So 
A, we can't fix dates, but that doesn't mean we just neglect biblical prophecy. We neglect the idea of the second coming. We neglect the threat of a a great apostasy. No, we keep it all in mind and in balance. Now, we've just gone through an entire study in the book of Revelation, and in a sense, what what could you say we've, we've studied? And I would just say this, the entire book of Revelation is a shocking and dramatic wake-up call to a church falling into slumber, both in the first and the 21st centuries. That's what it is. These shocking creatures coming out of the sea, uh, depicting the Antichrist and the false prophet, supposed to shock the church into rejecting compromise with evil. The Babylonian system, the whore, the great whore of Babylon versus the bride of Christ. Make a decision. Don't be deceived by false appearances. Now, I would dare say that our friends, the evangelicals who are the dispensationalists, those who believe in the rapture at any moment type of thing, are good at what I would call one-half watching. They're watching certain signs, but they've coupled that with escapism. And that's why I call it one-half watching, because even though they're looking and keeping alert for certain things that could be happening in the world, there's no mental or spiritual preparation for potential persecutions or tribulations, because they think they're just going to fly away before it all gets difficult. And part of the reason we have the book of Revelation, we don't just grow lazy and drowsy and and sink ourselves into daily life, consumerism, whatever else, and don't keep alert. So they do a good half job, but since they have this escapism, they're going to be raptured out before any difficult times come. They're not really prepared. Now, what about Catholics? I dare say that Catholics are in worse shape than the evangelical dispensationalists. A lot of people poke holes, make fun of, and criticize, but actually I think they're further ahead of most Catholics in that evangelicals are at least half-watching. But Catholics, due to two things, I believe many are just not watching at all, Um, and two reasons. One, the preterists. Now, who are the preterists? The preterists are those, and it's just a fancy name, For those who say, oh, all that stuff that might upset you in the Gospels or in the book of Revelation or St. Paul's uh, letters to the Thessalonians, don't worry about all that stuff. There's nothing to be upset about. That's all meant for Catholics in the first century. It has nothing to do with the 21st century, and I call this prophetic Prozac. And unfortunately, a large number of even conservative Catholic theologians, biblical scholars, and apologists have fallen into this well. And there's a direct command, a present active imperative, an ongoing command from our commander-in-chief, Jesus Christ, to watch. And the very passages that we're supposed to watch for, they say, don't worry, You don't have to watch because that's all from 2,000 years ago. 
So that's one reason that's causing Catholics not to watch. A second is neglecting Advent opportunities. You know, it's great. We have four weeks a year to help us get our watching back up to speed. And in a minute or two, I'm going to tell you about some spot-on examples of Advent sermons. But let me tell you what Advent should be. When I was young, I went to a YMCA camp in Pennsylvania, Camp Dent. It was up in the Pocono Mountains. So early in the morning, it was rather chilly in the lake, and we had a polar bear club. So we would roll out at 6 a.m. and jump in the lake, and we went from sleepy to fully and completely awake in a matter of seconds. That's what the season of Advent should do for our spiritual lives each and every church year. Now, there's been a Catholic Advent blunder of gigantic proportions. The best passage, the most potent passage in the Bible on the great apostasy, and this is what we're supposed to watch for, to keep awake about, has been deleted from the U.S. lectionary. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, starting in the second half of verse 3 through verse 12, the most potent passage about the great apostasy has been deleted. You'll never hear it in Mass anytime during the year. Now, you might say, you know, is all this talk about the apostasy then just an embarrassment to well-educated theologians? I mean, if you finally get sophisticated, Steve, come on, get with it. We're not supposed to talk about these things. Really, a great apostasy? You know, this week, the Catholic News Agency reported that Pope Benedict XVI responded to criticism of his essay on the church abuse crisis, and he was particularly criticized by the German theologians. Well, any time the German theologians criticize Pope Benedict, then you know Pope Benedict is right. But in any case, he responded by saying, all the negative reactions have confirmed my central thesis that apostasy and alienation from the faith are at the heart of the crisis. And you think, well, that's just Pope Benedict. No, here's Pope Paul VI. He said on October 13th, 1977, happened to be the anniversary of Fatima, the tale of the devil is functioning in the disintegration of the Catholic world. The darkness of Satan has entered and spread throughout the Catholic Church, even to its summit. Apostasy, the loss of the faith, is spreading throughout the world and into the highest levels within the church. Um, We don't set dates. We don't listen to those making such foolish claims. But we do heed the command of Jesus to watch, to be alert, and to stay spiritually awake. That's been the purpose of Luke 21 Radio. I'd like to just take a couple of minutes and mentioning some needed funding that we need for Luke 21 Radio and the Family Life Center. We've produced 138 episodes now of Luke 21 Radio, free of charge to Catholic radio stations and listeners on iTunes and Spotify podcast. And I've not taken one minute in all of these 138 broadcasts to ask for funds, but we need them. 
We launched this broadcast at a time our apostolate was running deficits, and we still are, and I had no means to monetize the hundreds of hours put into this broadcast. Some people have asked me, I was like, how are you going to get money from it? I don't know, but I do know that it's important to do this. It's a message that needs to be heard, particularly in our day. It's been a passion, and this work has been a labor of love, but we do need some help, and it's really easy to help us out. If you have a phone or a computer, go to our website, dads.org. On the menu, click on Donate. Pretty simple. You have a choice, PayPal or credit card. Um, I just made a donation yesterday on PayPal, and it was easy. It was like 45 seconds to get this one done. So if you would like to help us out, we could use five, ten dollars We could use $25, $100 donations, or whatever God moves you. We like to keep this going. Just go to dads.org, donate, and then you'll have a choice to pay via PayPal or credit card. But we also have a gift for you. And this isn't some worthless trinket. This is something that is just wonderful. It is a collection of Advent sermons from Cardinal Newman. And This is the type of thing, like I mentioned in my Camp Dent, you'd go from sleepy to awake in a matter of seconds. This is what this little 108-page booklet will do for you, and it's something that you need to read every Advent season. I really mean this. I really, really mean this. We want to send one to you. So when you go to dads.org, again, hit donate, PayPal, or credit card. For both ways, I'll have a little notes section. And just in the notes, say, send Newman, and we will. I'm Steve Wood, your host, signing off from the book of Revelation. There's a lot more to come. This is episode 128 of Luke 21 Radio. Luke 21 is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. To learn more about biblical prophecy and to order copies of Luke 21 broadcasts, visit us online at luke21.com.